unholy triad of temptations that are always at work to erode your sense of identity, who you actually are. They are underneath all the other temptations that we face. And the good news is uh, we're about to get some help from Jesus on how to go after all three. The greatest talk, most influential teaching in the history of the world by far is called the Sermon on the Mount. And in it, Jesus says that what is insurmountable are not these challenges to your identity. They're not temptations. They're not problems. They are God and his kingdom. And you can live in it today and make it a golden rule day. Now, if you've listened to Become New much before, you might have heard about it. There's a kind of this, this trio, this triad of uh, great problems, great illusions that we face. Henry Nouwen put it wonderfully in a little book called Coming Home. He talks about how a dissipated life, you know, underneath all of the temptations that we know are wrong, are the questions that we live with that say, that say uh, what do you think of me? Look at me. Look at what I'm doing. Look at what I have. Aren't I great? Don't you think I'm okay? Do you accept me? Do you see me as good? Do you like me? Do you love me? We work tirelessly to present ourselves in a good light before others in the false belief that our identity comes from what we are in their lives or from what we do or from what we have. These cultural illusions, he writes, fill the world in which we live and profoundly influence how we feel about ourselves. They're more and here's the three. Number one, you are what you do. Lawyer, mother, CEO, teacher, caregiver, scientist, unskilled labor. So do something relevant. Number two, you are what you have. Wealth, education, power, popularity, handicap, nothing. So get busy and acquire all you can. Number three, you are what others think of you. Kind, mean, sanely loving, stupid. So act properly and gain respect. Now, uh, we've seen sometimes before how you see this same uh, trio over and over again addressed in Scripture because underneath the dissipated life, underneath the path wrongly chosen, is always this false belief about who I am. So the Apostle John in 1 John talks about how we struggle with the lust of the flesh. I desire this. I got. I am what I have. I got to have it. The lust of the eyes, that, that's... Uh, it looks good, so I want it, or I got to look good. And then the pride of life, what it is that I'm able to do, how I can show my superiority over others because of what I achieve. Not just there. <clears throat> Go all the way back to the Garden of Eden and that first temptation, and you understand it's not about fruit. And what it is that Eve uh, faces when that temptation comes is that she sees the fruit uh is good to taste. You you are what you have. I, I, I can't have an unfilled appetite. And then it's pleasing to the eye. It's good to look at. Lust of the eye. And then it's desirable for acquire, acquiring wisdom. If I get this, I will know what to do. I will be smarter than other people. Now, go to Jesus. And when he takes on humanity, he faces temptations just like we do. Who are you, Jesus? And uh, at the very beginning of his ministry... He is taken out into the wilderness, and he's tempted by the devil. And the temptations are three. Um, turn these stones into bread. You don't have to have any unfulfilled appetites. You can have everything you want, because you are what you have. You shouldn't be hungry. You shouldn't need anything. And then uh, number two, 
Sage says, if you bow down before me, I will give you all the kingdoms of the earth. You will be able to do, you will be the ultimate ruler over everything. You are what you do. And then the third one, once you throw yourself down from the top of the temple, because scriptures say the angels will bear you up, you will not be hurt, and people will see this remarkable miracle, and they'll be really impressed, and they'll say, wow, because you are what other people think of you. So over and over and every day, think about this in your life, and I think about it in mine. You are what you have. You are what you do. You are, I am, what it is that other people think of me. And now, amazingly enough, we're going through the Sermon on the Mount, greatest, most impactful teaching ever taught. And we're looking at what is genuine goodness, what is true life that surpasses that kind of superficial, what Jesus talks about as the uh, righteousness or goodness of the scribes and the Pharisees. And he makes all these contrasts in chapter 5 that we've been looking at. And now in chapter 6, he's going to help us further with these three areas. So, he begins chapter 6, be careful not to practice your righteousness or your goodness. And, and we'll see how in our day that, that expands. It's not just about uh, your devoutness, because there's a lot of ways that we try to impress people. Be careful not to do that stuff in front of other people in order to be seen by them. Doesn't mean that it's wrong if it's seen, but if I'm doing it in order to impress other people, um, then I will become enslaved to it. His language for it is, then you will not receive a reward from your Father in heaven. And that'll get us into rewards. What's all that stuff about? If you wrestle with, I am what other people think I am, then he says, once you practice secrecy, and you look specifically at uh, generosity, almsgiving back in the day, and then prayer, and then fasting, could be all kinds of practices, but secrecy is a wonderful tool to begin to gain freedom from that false belief that I am what other people say I am. And then he goes from there to saying, uh, do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust corrupt and thieves break in and steal. So I want to store up treasures on earth because I am what I have and I got to have more. The video uh, you maybe, if you're following the market, the Magnificent Seven these days, and here's this company, earnings are up like 580% from a year ago. Fear of missing out. Reading about that today, somebody was saying it's like during the gold rush, it's the guys that sell shovels that make all the money. They're making all the money. You could be, I gotta have, I gotta have, I gotta have. That's the measure of my importance, my smartness, my success, my security, whether or not I count. And Jesus' alternative is, you know, uh, treasure rightly. Store up treasures for yourself in heaven. Now, that doesn't mean uh, someday, sometime, far, far, far from now, kingdom of heaven, as we're learning, is just right here, right now. And I can treasure rightly. So, I am not what I have. And then Jesus goes on from there to talk about how we worry about everything that we're doing and making sure that we can secure our lives. And he says, no, no, no. Which of you, by what you do, can add even a single moment to your life or a single cubit to your stature, an inch to your height. That, of course, you can't. So his alternative there is seek first the kingdom. It's not about imposing my will. It's not about expanding my kingdom. It's looking for, God, your kingdom in each moment. I was uh, quite recently back at Oklahoma and got to meet with our little become new team, a team, uh, such a good time, and got to speak at Crossings Church back there. Love you guys at Crossings. I was flying back home, 
And I was texting as the plane was taxing to take off. And the flight attendant came up and said, you got to put your uh, device in uh, airplane mode. Well, I didn't want to put my device in airplane mode. And I, she was messing with my little kingdom. This is my kingdom. And I was seeking my kingdom. So I just decided, I kind of don't like you. And I had a couple more interactions that were just kind of designed to reinforce that. The little tray table in the seat in front of me wouldn't come down right. So I said, can you help me? This tray table is not working. And she said, well, if it doesn't come down for you, probably won't come down for me. Of course, she was right. But I just said, well, that's one more piece of evidence that you are not a likable person. You know, part of what Jesus teaches about in the Sermon of the Mount is love your enemies. Even little proto uh, cryptic, just neo-beginning enemies. And I had just put her on the enemies list. And I wouldn't think it at all to seek for the kingdom of God. So that's the journey that we're going to be on as we look through this fabulous section in this uh, most remarkable teaching. And I'd never thought before, never seen before, how that great unholy triad that occurs over and over that you and I wrestle with. I am what I have, I am what I do, I am what other people think about me, is addressed in such practical, tangible ways to bring us into freedom and into the kingdom so that you can have a golden rule life and make it a golden rule day. You've been listening to Become New with John Orpert, where you can receive 10 minutes of daily teaching about the person you're becoming. If you like what you're hearing, you can head on over to our website, becomenew.com, where John has over 710 minute teachings on the person you're becoming, cataloged in 20 different series covering a range of topics you might be interested in. If you'd like to receive the emails that go along with each episode that include extra resources and discussion questions, you can let us know at becomenew.com slash subscribe. Lastly, if you have a prayer request, there's a team of us who meet each weekday to pray for listeners just like yourself. You can send your specific request to us at the number 855-888-0444. I'm glad you're here, and we'll catch you next time.